can we avoid um, putting on our sales voices? Yeah, yeah. Because the radio voices are definitely where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah, the radio voice is the thing. All right, everybody. I hit record about 15 seconds ago. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, zing. Yeah, I, I should have told you, but I snuck it in on you just like that. I've been doing that the last couple of times. It's kind of funny. Especially when I'm just like, hey, everybody, about 20 seconds ago. And they're just like, <gasps> excellent. Because they're like, what did I say? And I'm like, don't worry about it. But uh, this is the uh, last episode of the KAAMP for the calendar year 2021. This is episode, I think, number 25. And that, if that number's incorrect, I'll justify it in black and white print somewhere. Whatever. Um, I'm happy to have uh, all around me very creative people. Uh, some friends, some acquaintances, but all very talented. Uh, if you would go around the room and introduce yourself, starting with Tanya, will you please tell everybody your name and your socials and however else you want to identify yourself. Social security number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what are we doing here? Yeah, plug that social security number. We're getting real intimate real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, identity theft is the goal here. <laughs> oh, well, my name is Tanya West. I am a graphic designer. I currently am a graphic designer at AZ Rag, uh, print and installations. And I um, am also a freelancer, but mostly just do newsletter and newsletters and corporate things like that. Um, been a designer for a number of years, but also do um, other types of art medium as well. I'm Adam Rowe. I, too, have a dark past in graphic design. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the way it is. Um, I have been doing art full time for uh, about the last year. Um, just because of the way the world is, um, well, and also because it's awesome, and, uh, <laughs> you know, working on a bunch of different things we may or may not discuss later. Yeah, my name's Kevin Adiano. Um, I am probably the only one out of y'all that is not a straight-up artist like that. <laughs> uh, I do draw and dabble and stuff like that, but I am a self-defense and Krav Maga instructor full-time uh, for a gym. I'm also a musician at heart and just a creative mind, I like to believe. I like to dabble in whatever I can. I've done a little blacksmithing here and there, a little bit of everything, so that's me. Yeah, that's why you're here. You're yeah. generally a creative yeah. person. <laughs> I'm Terry, um, also known as Kaichika Loka, and I am a muralist, a painter, uh, mostly mixed media, and that is why I'm here. <laughs> All right, and that's who we have assembled around these uh, various seats and tables today. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start with the question is, uh, where has art taken you guys this year? And uh, feel free to jump in. This is explicit. Uh, the only thing I ask is we not talk over ourselves because we all have such wonderful things to say. So uh, I'll go ahead and point at you, Adam, and get this ball rolling. Oh, to hell and back. <laughs> I mean, sort of kidding, but sort of not. I mean, <laughs> by the way, in case you, you're not, you, you didn't look at the date on this podcast. This is 2021. So, uh, yeah, the last year has been kind of terrible but kind of great um it for me i i've uh gotten to really focus on <laughs> being at home a lot and um for me that means 
being in the studio a lot and uh, I, I feel like I've got a pretty good routine now of getting up at the crack of dawn and uh, really working, except today. I mean, today is the best day of the year as far as I'm concerned. I don't understand why it's not more of a holiday. We get <laughs> extra well, that's fair. We get a hour. gift, a precious gift. Just amazing. We oh, do get it taken away. Someone's kid didn't wake them up at 8 or 4 o'clock in the morning, then. 4, 5, who's counting? Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay, that's that's my answer. Where has everybody else been? I think, like, art, art for me this year, personally, has been a not-so-literal thing. It's been the art of, like, refinding myself, like, the art of learning to be patient with myself again, you know, um, I'm seeing art in that, in a different scope, you know, not just the material thing, because I've done drawings and little paintings and other things that can be considered, like, true, you know, I guess raw art, but to me, this year's been more about, like, using my abilities and talents or passion for other things to redefine the art of myself, you know, find myself again, do different things, be creative again in different ways that aren't just pen to paper, and I think that's, like, that's been the best thing that I've gotten out of my art this year, you know, and I include, like, what I do as a, my line of work as an art, you know, like, I learn a lot through the kids I teach and stuff like that, so they help me internally, you know, come up with a lot of different things I wasn't paying attention to before, you know, for whatever external reasons, but that's where it's taken me. <clears throat> it's good to have the lenses yeah, that aren't yours. absolutely, absolutely. And you've, instead of outward expression, you've turned all that finesse and energy in, inward. <clears throat> in a, yeah, like, in a in a literal and not so literal way I mean like I've had you know personal everybody has personal shit that happens right you know so but for me it's been getting into the art of rebalancing yourself you know like it's really easy to get overwhelmed these days especially with everything you know that everyone's going through and settling yourself mentally and coming to terms with yourself and being able to be in a state of solitude and being still peaceful has been something I've had to work at and it is an art it, it takes time and dedication just like any other art you know it takes time to be inwardly patient with yourself you know and that's where it's taken me i've had to develop that skill because it's not just something that comes natural it's, it's something you work at um and i'm a i'm a true believer in that like hardcore you know that's i'm a martial artist and I, i've done that for like a long time and so that kind of plays into my discipline and my mentality you know it's still part of my art you know you are your own art you know you define yourself you create yourself you mold yourself you shape yourself other things you do and don't do so that's what it's done for me so far this year i think a lot of that uh exterior crafting that you do for yourself <coughs> has really helped you discipline the yeah. the crafting you're trying to do on the inside absolutely and, and it's cool to see you turn it inside yeah. like that yeah man thank you yeah it's, it's um i you know when i picked up blacksmithing not too long ago that was a really fun experience because i did it with a a gentleman who was a student of mine in the self-defense gym and when I say student, this man was 78 years old, man. He's like this old man. And he had a forge at his house that he hadn't used in like 20 or 30 years. And so <clears throat> getting out there and doing that with him, he was so happy. You know, he was like, I haven't seen this fire started in like forever. And like oh. literally and like metaphorically. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And to see this man like pick up a hammer and just start spreading metal in a way I couldn't even do at 31, <laughs> I was like amazed. And that, you know, I took that home with me and I kept thinking about those things all night. I'm like, this man is like incredible and that helped me internally you, you feel me like it helped me like 
come to terms with a lot of bullshit. Like you're not that bad. Like your your body's not breaking down yet. You know, because I'm I'm dealing with those like weird things. You know, like health wise. And so it helped me see it through his lens, like you said earlier. You know, it helped me put on a different pair of eyes, so to speak. And I think that's really important lately. It's super easy to lose your shit in this world right now, dude. Like, uh, yeah. it's really hard to so be easy. at peace. Terry, Tanya? Well, uh, I don't know. This year's been really crazy for me because I started working at a new job. I had been freelancing for a really long time, just working strictly from my home, you know, raising my daughter and um, watching her become like a little creative fireball herself and loving every moment of it, but just missing my own craft. Um, but now I'm designing cars, which I would have, I would have never seen myself doing that this time last year, but um, it's been a huge transition and I love it. And... Um, you know, like what Kevin was talking about, I started yoga teacher training. Um, so I've been focusing a lot on giving myself breaks, mm. taking deep breaths, um, telling myself it's okay to say no, it's okay to cancel things if I need to just, you know, um, take some time for myself now that I have so much going on. And it's just been, it's been a crazy year, but a good year for me, I think. Um... I'm surrounded by creative people at work. Um, I have a really creative boss who inspires me a lot. And, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for this next year to see see what else I get myself into artistically. There's, there's a lot of room to play with inside the professional context we share. I am for really, sure. I'm really, really excited to see we all get ourselves into because I know it's going to be um you know a lot of running into each other in fun ways oh being your, <laughs> being your executive producer is this one of those chairs I mean you're not going to fall backwards as long as you don't do anything dumb I people tell me that all the time and tragic things happen so I was gonna... I'll tell you what just stay uh wait center of gravity forward and you'll be okay yeah yeah just I don't believe in center of gravity <laughs> just, just out believe here me. just out here I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. I'm good. Where you been, Terry? Um, so this year has been really exciting for me in the sense that um, up until COVID, I was focusing all of my energy on um, art shows, exhibitions, group showings, and that all abruptly came to a stop, as we all know. And so, you know, I was kind of forced to transform myself and mode of expression, and that's why I started doing murals and street art which is you know um really important to me in the whole realm of things because i i love the way that anyone can experience it regardless of you know where you live who you are how much money you do or don't have um public art is i think it's needed more so now than it, you know, I think there's a revolution going on and it's in the streets and it's just, it brings uplifting vibes and color and thought-provoking images to everyone, communities, cities. So that's basically how I've been evolving is um, in street art world. <laughs> 
so I have I'm a dumb not... question for you. <laughs> is it hard to get like permits to do public art on like murals and stuff? Like, is, or is it a, a lot of hoops you have to jump through? I guess. I'm not sure about that because I've not had to deal with that yet. Okay. Um, the places that I've been painting mm -hmm. are um, private. Private owned. Yeah, okay, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. Like I'm working on one now at Orange Hat Brewery. Okay. Over on um, Hardin Valley Road. Okay, yeah. So like, there's not really. I don't. I don't have to deal with. That. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I just saw. I go to a gym over at um. Concord and Sutherland, I think, that intersection down there, and they have a big side by the railroad tracks. They just got painted like a huge mural. It's really oh, the big, uh, the, the Marble City, the all. Marble City one? Oh, dude, it's so nice. Like, it's not done, I think, but it's so pretty. It just, it's huge, and I always drive by, and I think, like, damn, how hard is it to get, like, a permit for the city to be like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do that. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but like you're saying, you know, you're doing it for private businesses. That makes sense. Yeah, basically, like, I think um, when the city hires artists, they just collect proposals. Like, that gotcha. is who you're right. asking for permission. Right. So, and then everything else would be, like, privately owned. Right. Okay. Things. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, all the properties I've ever painted on have been privately owned. Right. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. And I guess where you and I both paint most often is also privately owned. Yeah. That would be correct. Yeah. Shout out the Walls Art Park. <laughs> That's a great spot. But you travel a lot doing this gig. I do. Yeah, I'm working on a 20-foot tall wall. It's 20 by 11 in Wilmington, North Carolina right now. And I'm working on a 30-foot wraparound orange hat. Dang. And those are my last two of this year. So I'm like anxiously <laughs> awaiting studio time. <laughs> I'm ready to just like not be moving and traveling so much. So. Is it comfortable to you to do those big walls? Yeah, the first time that I was like on my own, um, I was basically just like learning as I went. Um, there were a lot of things I just had to like figure out like that 20 foot wall I had to like figure out how to approach it without a scissor lift and mm -hmm. you know like which ladders do I buy like what's safe what's not safe is this OSHA approved <laughs> you know and like how much paint do I need I have to like you know figure out all of that and you know just how to go about it like the process of it the process of like preparing the wall and um putting on the base coats, buffing it, and, you know, figuring out how to set, like, a time limit on myself so that I could, like, actually, like, uphold contracts and how to write a contract and just all types of things like that. So it's been, like, a tremendous amount of learning this year for me, which makes me really happy. You're running a business at the same time, so yes. you know, you're learning your craft and running. That's yes. that's tough, yeah. So. That's hard. Yeah, that's a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah. <clears throat> so on the inverse of that question, where have you all taken your art or creativity? Is there anything you've uh, tried to accomplish, a new media you wanted to get into, uh, a new look or a new style you wanted to gain some skill with, <laughs> anything like that? <laughs> yeah, so last time we talked, I said I was going to figure out encaustic, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think I've figured something out. I would definitely not say I what is that exactly? mastered it or anything. I, that's the question. What is it? What even is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's uh, thing. <laughs> wax, basically. Okay. It's like you're painting with wax and pigment. It, it's, so wax is the, so like uh, for watercolor, uh, water is like mm-hmm. the vehicle mm-hmm. for the paint. Right. So this wax is the. Well, I'm envisioning vehicle. you over a canvas with like candles. Is that correct? Not candles. Okay, got it. No. But like a hot plate. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. I love that visual though. Dude, I'm an idiot. I don't know this stuff. Like, uh, it seems very intense. I just see him like over there with candles, wax. Like, that's that's the preparation <laughs> okay. ceremony. The I got right, right, stage. right. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to figure that out. It's I don't know. It's super fun. It's just really weird. Um, I'm just kind of, like I said, the whole graphic design thing. I'm. I'm impressed by the, just the idea of doing murals, because mm-hmm. I, I, it just seems like, you know, like, okay, well, I, I need a couple of weeks to, to plan, to, to really think, and, and then I'll start actually making something on the wall. I mean, I, I just, that's just not how it works. So, the encaustic thing is pretty cool, because it's, it's kind of like you, you've got a whole plan laid out uh which may not be I, I should be careful i shouldn't be speaking for all encosticists out there. <laughs> that may not be how people normally work but for me it, it it's a pretty cool like almost printmaking layered approach to everything well the piece you gifted me after our last episode is hanging upstairs in my studio and i'll have to show it to you when uh, when we're done with this, because it doesn't look the same as, oh, as when uh, yes. you gave it to me, the patina has advanced on it. Nice. So it's it's definitely different than when you saw it last. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun too. I I, I just I really like the idea of uh, metal stuff that um, doesn't just rust and look terrible, but it, it actually if if you just do a few things to it, you can kind of plan how it might look different in a good way over time yeah there's there's definitely more red space on this uh, on this panel now than there Interesting. was yeah definitely more I'm still with the candles in my head <laughs> you could do it with candles it's just candles are really um they're gonna be there's a number of problems right right there's it's you're Candles are probably going to be mostly paraffin. Okay. Or, I know people are crazy about beeswax right. candles, right. but the, that's very dangerous. Mm. Don't burn beeswax. Does it, like, blow up? It's toxic. Oh, okay. I was like, I had a candle that blew up one time. That was weird. <laughs> I'm not sure what was that. I would rather it blow up than long-term inhale yeah. carcinogens and stuff. Um, Yeah. And you need to mix it with the right proportions of resin, which oh, yeah, which I have to look up every time right. I <laughs> do it. Because you get a tattooed on your forearm. Like, shit, all right. <laughs> Memento situation. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Memento more. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's funny. Terry, have you found any uh, techniques or mediums in this calendar year that you've really come to know and use on a regular basis? Yes. So simultaneously, in addition to murals, I'm working on a series called Sailing Dreams, and it is, um, it's 
revolves around women, water, and ropes. Mm. But, um, so like there's a lot of water and ocean elements. And so I've been painting with cuttlefish ink. Oh, nice. Yes. All right. So, um, that is <laughs> heavily experimental, <laughs> but I'm really excited about it. Do, do you get good coverage? Yes, I treat it just like <laughs> watercolor. That's amazing. I don't uh, see that. So, have have any of those hit the public eyes yet, or no. are you still keeping them no, under wraps? Everything is waiting until like, I do a show. So big reveal yeah, at the time. Sometime next year. Okay. That sounds like a good body of work. Do you know how many pieces you're going to try and have in this? No, because I'm also incorporating some collaborations with, um, one, I'm working with a marine biologist. So we just started this collaboration and it will be ongoing. And then um, another water scientist in California, um, I'll be working with her also. So kind of offshoots of the same. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm and, here for that. And you get to say, like, oh, yeah, I have a cuttlefish guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Got the hookup. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, yeah, I studied, like, marine biology, oceanography, marine science before I threw myself into my art. So there's a lot of, like, inspiration mm -hmm. that comes from that. Awesome. awesome. Tanya, what have you done? I'm just going around the room pointing fingers now. Ha ha ha. Or in what ways have you pushed yourself? Um, well, like I said, I've, I'm designing cars now. That is very outside of anything um, I'd ever done before. I, I am traditionally a print artist, so I do a lot of you know, flat things like posters and um, signs and, you know, just fun, fun graphics, logos. Um, so actually having to learn 3D design is kind of thrown into it um, was a challenge, but a fun one. And I think I'm doing well. It's been almost a year since I started and... Um, it's just been a blast. We have great customers and they have great visions and we always have a, we always find a way to come together and come up with something great. Um, I have been kind of not been having a lot of time to work on my own personal practice. So I was doing a lot of painting before, um, I started my new job. Um, a lot of mandalas and planters and just fun little things. I, you know, I we bought a new home, just trying to make decor for the house and try out new things. Um, that has completely stopped, but <laughs> <laughs> but I worked a lot this weekend on um, kind of gutting my studio and starting over, hoping that like a fresh start, fresh fresh canvas on the walls and um, you know blank walls, blank table will inspire me to just sit down and and do some stuff and incorporate you know my new yoga training um the things i'm learning there incorporate it with my creative work i'm really excited to see what happens this year this coming year 
Or if you're dedicating some good energy to recreating your space like that, you kind of set some expectations for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, you know, my, my biggest goal is to just sit down and just kind of be, be in my space, be with myself and, um, just hang out with my art supplies, hang out next to my blank canvases. One of these days I might just turn around and grab one and, you know, I find a lot of my best work, my favorite work comes from moments like that where I kind of just, you know, I'm sitting in my space and feel something, you know, something inspiring comes, you know, comes to me. And then you just grab your shit and go to work. Exactly. So, that's what I hope for, at least. That's what the whole, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The revamp? Yeah, that was the the intention of this weekend's revamp mm. of the studio cutting. But I'm, I'm very excited. So are you satisfied with the revamp? I am. Every You know, blank walls. I have my plants look like they're alive again. <laughs> I had to move them from the basement because I think it was too much of a shock for them. So um, generally all the plants upstairs are happy. But we had to hide them because we have a puppy that loves pothos. He loves he loves both those vines, and so I had to move them into my studio, into the sunny spot to hide them. But yeah, I think it's all good news from here. That's great to hear. I'm, I'm pleased to hear it. Yes. Um, I guess this year, in in my case, I've become really really comfortable with the style that I've developed over the last couple of years, and I kind of want to do less overtly psychedelic things and try to shoot for more <laughs> surrealism. Because I feel like more people can relate to surrealist things in general than just straight up, you know, super solid psychedelic things. Um, one of the first bits of media that I've produced along those lines is a, like a sunset piece that's going to have a, a mandala-esque uh, sun and sun rays sinking behind the ridge in the piece. So you still get the idea and all the colorful sunset sky and whatnot and then there's just this dose of psychedelic sort of off-center in the piece that, you know, pushes the surrealism instead of the whole thing being some crazy bright mandala. You get a section of a crazy bright mandala <laughs> nestled into this uh, lovely sunset scene. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the ratio of the surrealism to psychedelic in this particular piece. So I'm going to try and, like, uh, shoot for that ratio in more pieces and incorporate more uh, things we're accustomed to seeing in our everyday life into paintings, uh, whether it be landscapes or random objects or, you know, whatever. I just want to bring more relatable things in, into the imagery I use. So that's where I'm going to start with that sort of thing outside of the automotive styling paint stuff that I really want to get into. So I've got two competing ideas in my head right now, but I'm comfortable with both of them because one, I know what I want the thing to look like and what ways I want it to achieve the things I'm trying to do. And then with the automotive theme stuff, like I'm really comfortable with the patterns and the colors and how they're stacked and applied and all the, you know, visual tricks that you can do with those. And, uh, I just want to give some, retro things a little touch that you know suits my sensibilities and put them out there just because it would be fun that's a uh, more of a color and thought exercise kind of thing than you know some some technical bit of information i want to get across or some 
some image that I feel called to produce. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to do some more fun stuff that isn't so out there this coming year. Uh, 2020 and 2021, I really had the time and the space mentally and physically to dive into the really psychedelic things mm -hmm. I wanted to do, uh, you know, artistically speaking. And I've made, uh, between those, you know, in those 24 months, I probably made uh, 50 to 70 pieces. That, what? To that, yeah, dude, uh, I was busy. So many. I know. I would sit down and do a couple a week, and you know that that doesn't count. Just the sketches I would do of of the bone work in these images I want to start from, because I would just grab a you know eight by twelve piece of paper or whatever and sketch it all out, and uh, you know I'd sit down in front of the twenty four by twenty four or the twelve by twenty four and just copy that little pattern I pulled out of my brain one day and you know expand on it from there. And it's been, it's really helped me figure out my creative workflow because like uh, sitting down, getting into that routine, knowing that I've developed that pattern of actions and thoughts and I can really get into the headspace that's good for me to be creative. I guess that's one of the things that I've really learned through this creative process over the last couple of years is how to put myself uh, reliably in the headspace where I feel comfortable creating. Mm -hmm. And that's been, that's been really helpful. I've been able to put out more consistent good work and work I'm happy with because I know the set and setting I need to get into the, you know, the headspace of the attitude to do work I'm comfortable with. So that's been really nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and I've been able to do it all over the place, like painting in public, uh, painting with my friends, and then I've done things here at the house and, you know, by myself and my own time. So it's been helpful all around. I'm really okay with it. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. I've tackled a, a little bit of a new medium, slower than I thought I was going to, because last time you and I talked, I was like, oh, I'm getting into pinstriping. <laughs> and uh, I'm still getting into pinstriping. And, uh, did you do the, the glass on the, your own face on the glass? Yeah, plate? I did my That's face awesome, on the glass. Uh, I put a picture underneath yeah, it yeah. and, you know, I traced it through That's the glass. Awesome. Um, uh, there's a lot I could say about that, but I'm happy I did it, and yeah. that's where I stand on my pinstriping experience right now. I feel like such a cheater when I trace stuff. Like I don't know why. Well, I wasn't gonna sit there yeah, with yeah, a mirror. I, yeah, <laughs> just stare at yourself. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, I wanted the lines where I was going to paint them. You know, I wanted to see it one to one and. And pinstriping is so precise too. Like, yeah, yeah, and I've I've tried the regular Mac brushes, and I've got um, a script brush, uh, you know, a skinny, long-haired brush instead of one with a big, fat belly and a tiny little point. So I'm gonna play with it some. So far, the few times I've picked it up, I've got a, a good handle on it. But you know, there's finesse there that I need to develop with another like 60 hours of that pen in my hand or brush in my hand. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, the crazy automotive stuff and some pinstriping and that's going to be like my overall like back way into pinstriping automotive color schemes instead of just playing around with like single and dual color stuff on pieces that I'm not going to do anything with. So instead trying to put a ledge up there to climb to <laughs> and, and feel like I'm, I'm tired of practicing if I'm really like throw some stakes on it if I want to sell this piece or not. And it's a really relatable topic and far more surrealist than it is psychedelic when you come right down to it. Sort of, it sort of fits into that thing too. Either way, I'm going to make it and enjoy it. And if people don't want to buy it, I'm still going to hang it on my walls and be totally comfortable with it. Because I look, I like looking at crazy stacked colors and metal flake paint jobs and all kinds of bright, crazy, colorful stuff. So it's not going to bother me one bit. 
So has anybody gathered any new inspirations since uh, since we last talked, or in general in this year? I've gathered a few. I I know what I'd like to gather. Well, yeah, let's throw it out there. Let's hear it. Um, it. I'm always trying to find. I haven't found any yet, but I'm always just wondering what I could do that would be uh, sort of sort of more meaningful in terms of like you know social activism, those kind of things, like things that really yeah. matter. <laughs> As opposed to, I mean, like, I, right now I, I feel confident making something that looks cool on a wall, but it would, I, I can't wait until I figure it out, like, how to how to turn that into something that uh, also could be, you know, used for the forces of good kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I would be really good at writing political cartoons, and then I sat down to write a political cartoon, just like... <laughs> Shit, you know, and like, I feel like I have some valuable commentary to add or some lens to give to this scenario that mm-hmm. other people would appreciate in some form or fashion. But then I guess that's just me overestimating my own articulation on any given topic. <laughs> like, you know, once it's actually said out loud. Right. Like, do people actually give a shit about my point of view? So they also have that struggle with it, too. And that that's more often what gets me to not show the thing but i still try to draw it just even as a challenge if i don't enjoy it because you know like animation is cool drawing stuff like that's something i've done there's no reason for me not to do it if i have the idea in my head even if it's just a simple like three frame and stick figures like i gotta get the idea out there's no i've I've yet to be a a moderately successful political uh, satire artist so (laughs) If that day ever comes, friends, then hell hath frozen over. <laughs> Tanya, Terry, any new things? Well, I had you talking about techniques and stuff with materials a minute ago. What have you been learning, Tanya? Um, uh... I mean, large format printing is definitely a new thing, you know, on the scale you're doing it now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always been into large format printing. These printers, the printers that I work with, the size of them, those aren't new. But just um, how new the printers are, you know, they're all fancy. They're all telling me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of new to me. Um, But I like that it's, you know, they're a lot more intuitive. Um, I kind of like that they tell me what to do a little bit. I like that they... You know, I'm a couple rooms away and they're screaming for help. And I'm like, I'm coming, printer. <laughs> Change know, so. the ink. Beep, beep, yes. beep. I like, I like that kind of stuff. But um, banners and grommets and production work and exacto knives and things like that. That's not new stuff to me. But um, wrapping cars and, like, we need extra material here because we need this to go over this. And this uh, these lines need to meet. And there's a body line here. All that stuff is new to me. It just, it makes my brain melt. Um, I'm very lucky to have a crew that is very patient. And I I learn something new every day. And you you guys are very good to how to, you know, the way that you explain how things fall and how things work. It is very beneficial to me. Um, And it helps me love my job. 
But if I had to learn all that stuff on my own, I would... I probably wouldn't like my job very much. <laughs> I'm not a math person. That's not how my head works. You know, I'm not a, like, AutoCAD, 3D, um, 3D artist, by any means. But we can take a 60 by 8 inch sheet of vinyl and magnet it up to the side of the car and be like, those letters don't need to be here because it goes like this. Yeah. And it folds in and you can't see that. Oh, you know? I've, I've learned all kinds of really cool tricks. Um, and I've come up with a couple of cool tricks myself to figure out how, how things lay and have actually uh, spent probably too much time wondering, should I get into AutoCAD? Should I learn the program? It's a dark, lonely road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, I'm familiar with it. I've, I've been in there. I've been inside the world, and I've messed around a little bit. You make it sound so dirty. It didn't sound... It's just scary. Well, I mean, you know, being a graphic designer, being like a print designer, and I come from newspaper, mm. so I come from like a very archaic yeah. side of like graphic design. Nothing like, ooh, fancy. Right. Um, I was designing newspaper ads with like banner tape and like wax yeah. and blue marker and candle. photograph <laughs> you know something kind of like that but nothing Somebody's nearly as dramatic as what Adam's into yeah um so yeah I, I start like way way back that way and so all of it just fascinates me um Alright, so if you're going to talk about candles, I'm going to tell you the episode. That, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, that, I, think, I think we're going to go back to the, the, every this, Well, there's, there's been a theme developed here, and there's a theme developed in the other podcast I did on Friday with uh, some different set of friends of mine. Uh, we got to talking about demons, and demons came up like, I don't know, 9 or 12 times in this podcast. We sat around and talked for about an hour and 45 minutes, and, and in the context, demons were like the, the hitches in your giddy-up of your, uh, your creative workflow, or the things that really you know, bug the piss out of you about the way you do things, and you could change them, but you don't, or you just suffer through them, or the things that somehow just like irk you about yourself inside of the context of how you execute your creativity. Mm. So that's the theme that was in this one, and it actually turned up some really good questions. So I'm going to pose that <laughs> yeah. one to you. Demons. Demons. Oh, like actual demons. Yeah, like actual demons in your workflow that piss you off. Uh, for me personally, it's like my so in my work, right? I do martial arts up until so my body's been given out lately. Um, right? I'm not that old. I'm 31, but like in this case, my elbows have, they're in really bad shape. Like I've lost a lot of. Um, uh, ability to use them in certain contexts, like. But box. you go hard, like don't. I don't do. Tell like, it's people been years, do. <laughs> you know. Like before I did any of this stuff in Texas, like I was doing weightlifting, and then I played bass, you know, all through middle school, high school, college, and like that's using your elbows and arms, and they just they've gone down the drain to where like I've been seeing tons of doctors lately, and they're all like, yeah, you're gonna need a series of like four surgeries, you know, in total. I'm like, mm. Mm. so it's been confronting essentially one of my demons, right? It's my sounds really dramatic, but it's like your own mortality or like your own <laughs> physical being. Like I've never, I'm still in the young part of my life where I have not had to hit this point yet. And now I'm hitting it hard. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like <laughs> your body doesn't want to do what you're asking it to do. So like for me, that's a personal demon, you know, not a literal one, right? But it's, it's hindered the way I do things, the way I think, the way I have to approach the, you know, my view of the future as well. You know, like mm -hmm. I want to have a family, I want to be married, I want to be available to like pick up my children and I have to come to terms with like yes, I'm doing all this shit for fun and for money at the same time I gotta like, 
at some point it has to stop where this demon, so to speak, is going to like consume me, man. Like, I don't want my body to fail before I'm fucking 40. Yeah, and, and you like, don't want robot elbows picking up your kid either. Right, like, I don't need that shit, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, it's been one of those things, dude. Like, and, you know, earlier you were asking how, you know, different mediums are different things, you know, and that was one thing this last year in my competitive jiu-jitsu life, I pushed myself super hard to approach my tournaments a different way that I had never done before and I like upped my training super super hard for like four consecutive months and at the end of that tunnel I came out on top like literally I by the end of this year I went to four tournaments I got like six gold medals you know so like it was great it was the outcome I wanted mm -hmm. wow. but once I cleared the tunnel all the damage was done like, yeah and there's no and it sounds dramatic but there is no going back now you know like my body is at a point where my elbows are where it's like bad enough to where there's no just going back on my own, you know, no matter how much rest I take, no matter how much I alter the way I do things, you know, it's just, it's painful. Like I'll sit here and my elbows just pop, dude. And I don't do anything. All I do is just move my arm. It's like crack. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Like, so that, that has been, you know, one of my personal like demons, if you will, or ghost in the box that like makes my life a miserable fucking experience. Cause it, it infects the way that I think it infects the way that I, express myself creatively holding my base up for more than yeah. an hour fucking hurts like drawing lately I've been doing that uh, pointillism bullshit yeah so painful to just like do this for fucking see, dude, see I'll do he's for, setting like, himself up I'll do it for like five minutes and I'm like ah like, okay. it just hurts dude I'm like this is crap so. alright so I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you that they actually make a uh, a machine that is uh, a stippling a machine gun. it kinda yeah. yeah but with an ink pen uh Anyway, they work. Yeah. So if you want to get into that, that I might, literally that thought about one day. You. I was like, "What if I just lay down flat and put like a camera and then project that on my TV, so I could just look sideways and like fucking do it?" Because I just I couldn't figure out a way to like just keep bending my arm and like I was just over it. Like I just got yeah. so upset with it. Like so. Yeah. Well, there there are tools to uh, up your productivity and speed in this context. So yeah. and mind you, I have no I had no idea what I was doing with that pointillism shit. I, the day you told me like nice pointillism, like the fuck is that google you know i'm like what are you talking about i had no idea he did, he did a, a dragon like bust of a dragon and a dragon's eye that looked really really good and i was like hell yeah keep it up i, I just and did he that was just fun. like what's like, that I, don't, I have no idea it was just a thing but yeah anywho um going off that that's my uh answer to that demon shit like that's what's personally attacking me you know like yeah fucking sucks <laughs> anybody else have a parallel um, well, personally, um, my big one, and it's come around twice in a big way this year, mm. is ego. Because I, I've never been, like, a huge ego person. I've never been, like, ultra competitive or anything like that. But for some reason, that hasn't saved me from my ego, like, crushing me <laughs> twice this year. It's been really strange. So, you know, I come into this new job, and... You know, I'm a skilled graphic designer. I've been doing this for a really long time in a bunch of different different ways. Um, but, you know, Cars is a completely different world. And my boss is, like, a really amazing artist and graphic designer. And he knew a lot more about, pr like, large format printing and all the stuff that I did. And I was just like, man. And then I, wor you know, working with a team of great artists. And I felt a lot very out of practice because I had been freelancing for a long time. And then this yoga teacher training, um, you know, I do a lot of strength training and 
um, you know, I work out, I thought I was all fit and awesome and stuff. And then I start yoga teacher training. And I realize that I'm nothing. I know nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, you know, and that the handstand or headstands and handstands I've been doing probably haven't been safe. Like they look awesome. I look strong. I am strong. You know, I didn't break anything, but by like yogi standards, probably not anything to brag about. And it just made me want to quit a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You know, it's like man, I I, I felt so set back. I felt like I was starting over in so many different ways. But does that ever like inspire you, or does it? Do you feel like that always just tears you down? Um, I found a way to get past the tear down, yeah. tear down part of it because I'm surrounded by incredible people. Right. Um, one, they would never let me just quit. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, who would, I don't know anyone who would just let me just bow out. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, learning to use my weaknesses as strengths right. and learning, um, just, just learning part of it is fun and it's something to show up for. Right. And you know, enjoy the journey, just enjoy the adventure of it all. And, you know, it's all been very fun. And now that I've been able to kind of relax and not hold myself to such an expectation, I'm starting to really, you know, just enjoy, enjoy everything all over again. And that's why I ask, because I feel like a lot of people, when they have that experience with something new, or like you're saying, you know, where you... You know, you're having that feeling with this new job where you feel like under, not qual underqualified, but like you feel a little bit less, right? I felt like, much less qualified than I did when I, right. you know, when and I like, signed up for it. I experienced that, sure. I experienced that a lot in, in my field of work. Cause like I, mm -hmm. I'm an instructor, so I get tons of new people all the time who have never thrown a punch or a kick in their life. And then they come in, they take my class for an hour and they're like, okay, well, I suck. This is never something I can do. And they turn it into a, an ego breaking thing. Like it's destroying them. And I'm like, you know, I crave that sometimes. I crave that like that restart button, you know, and I think that's why, like, personally, you know, I have, through my life, tried to turn that same thing you're talking about, I, I fight with that every day, just like I'm sure everybody does, you know, mm -hmm. that feeling of iniquity or being inadequate for something, you know, but I think that's why, like, me personally, I like to take on things, like, again, that stupid drawing, I keep referring to the drawing, because, like, I'm not an artist <laughs> like that, like you guys, you know, and I have that experience, like, I'll draw this thing, and then people are like, wow, it looks good, you know, and then I have a friend who's an actual graphic designer who'll start, like, talking theory of like lighting and color and all this i'm like i fucking suck like this is terrible but it inspires me like what is all that even? yeah but it, it yeah. to me like it puts me in this mindset of like well shit i want to find out like i want to do mm -hmm. it you know i want to try it. like when i saw people hammering metal away on tv i was like i can fucking do it like you're no more special you know so i wonder like is that if it's getting to that point with yourself you know where you can now turn it around and see it as like a let's fucking do this you know <laughs> like let's go for it there's like, always a turning point where it's either you know i'm either going to bitch out right or I'm going to accept the challenge mm -hmm. and and do it and when it comes to big things like that you know like my career right. you know um you know I, I love our clients I love my team mm -hmm. I don't want to let anyone down you know I'm gonna I'm gonna step up to the plate every time right. and you know I'm lucky enough to be in a career where I learn something new every day mm -hmm. several things every day um so yeah how I mean I'm gonna stick with it for as oh, long yeah. as I can, let my brain grow until it can no longer grow. Yeah. One, one of the things that I enjoy about my line of work, which is adjacent to her line of work, is 
you really don't know what challenges you're going to meet on a day-to-day basis and that's one of my favorite things about my job like of course i can know the whole week of installs that are coming up and what materials i'm going to be using but the moment you show up on site or you get the vehicle in the shop, like all that can go out the window. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a Terry. Imagine it's raining one day and she has to paint outside. Like, mm-hmm. What do you do then? You like, don't, there you goes don't your paint. Whole fucking you day. don't paint. Or like uh, the material, like your paint doesn't stick the way you think it's going to. Oh, I've had all kinds of interesting things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nightmare scenarios. Paint on waterlogged walls. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. if like porous material or concrete, if it's like more porous, I would assume that like eats the paint away or something. It does. Uh, that's it great. takes a lot more paint to get covered. Right. Who's actually thinking about these? things before you get there right oh god it's it so i've shown up to to work on some pretty gnarly walls uh, a lot over east tennessee and (laughs) you know sometimes if a block wall isn't sealed or full of concrete like the cinder block itself can be just so waterlogged you put a water-based paint on it and nothing happens (laughs) it doesn't dry it just kind of moves around a little bit and it's like haha bitch (laughs) and then that's it uh you know, and you like even if you're in direct sun all day, and this waterlogged wall is a waterlogged wall, it's not going to dry. Like you need weeks of consistent dry weather to dry oh, out this guns. wall. I ain't eat no hours, no. Mm-mm. No heat guns. No heat guns. <laughs> um, you know, just things like that have gotten in my way. Porous surfaces, uh, just bad like stucco on a wall has ruined shit for me a few times. Like. You just never know what's going to happen when you're on site, you know. There's just so many variables. Like, lucky enough, you can kind of get an idea of what you're doing if you're painting a lot of private property and, you know, a controlled environment's really nice to work in. But, you know, if you're just out slinging paint, doing whatever, you make no promises for the surface you're going to get or pick or whatever. It just, it's, uh, it is what it is at that point. You either got to suck it up and just do what you can or, or, walk home defeated because the wall was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just chalk it up to that being part of the adventure of it all. Sometimes yeah. I feel like if, if I didn't have those little, like, oh, no one told me that that, no one told me there were, there were rivets on both sides of this thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe my job could get boring sometimes and repetitive sometimes. So. But, but there's also the exact opposite, like tomorrow, right. you know. The, the it it swings both ways so quick. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. You know, just gotta be ready for anything. Thank goodness I am ready for anything. So. Keeps you ready, head on a swivel. Yeah, dude, yeah. on your toes. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I was for it. I was doing live audio, dude. Sometimes I'd expect two guitars, a bass, and a drum, and the guitars will show up. Hey, I brought my harmonica and my two spoons or something. I'm like, the fuck, you <laughs> okay. want me to do about that? But all right. Spoons, <laughs> okay. Just go for it. Figure this shit out. <laughs> Play a little bit. I'll do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix it during warm-up. There you go. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not I'm not 31 anymore. Um, you know, but... It's not what you said the other day. I said I feel... I mean, you asked me you, how old I feel. You said you were turning 1,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was a bad... That was a bad morning. I just got back. I just got out of the gym. Okay, I was I was decrepit. But um you know, I just feel like a lot of that comes with age too, where you get you get to a certain point and you're just you know, you do it for a completely different reason now. You know, it's just you know, I have oh, you know your dog's gonna <laughs> My dog's like peeking in the window at us and dude I was like, shoot it. What the fuck? <laughs> Easy kid. 
No, I think, um, you know, as I get older, I, I'm not competitive like I used to be. I mean, I've never been very competitive, but I am certainly nowhere near as competitive as I used to be. You know, there's always going to be someone who's, like, fresh and new and, um, you know, there are kids that are going to school just to just to design vehicle wraps mm -hmm. now. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. That, that wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, I just can't, I can't fear that kind of stuff. I have to just kind of go with it and, um, you know, I'm happy to, just as long as I'm learning and you know, just as long as I'm a part of it, I'm happy. Definitely draw parallels in my creative shindigs. Like, uh, I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make because I want to make it, and I don't really care too often if you like it or not. Because the thing that was important to me about this piece is that I sat down to make it, and uh, now y'all are lucky enough to be privy to it. If you don't like it, I'm not sorry. It's just this thing that's showing in public. Uh, you know, you don't have to look at it. Yeah, but it's right. okay. It's not for you. Well, it's, I mean, I'm you know, sharing it and for... showing it in public at that point, so it kind of is for you, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm in control of your response to it. So, right. uh, you it's know. It's not specifically for that one person who's like, meh. Yeah. So are you yeah. based off commission, like the subject matter, or do you do them, like they hire you for your specific work and then you make whatever? Um, so the, the, the wall at Orange Hat... <laughs> They had an eye, so it's an L-shaped wall. Um, the first side is ten by six feet or okay. six and a half, something like that, and then the other side of it is twenty by six oh, and a half shoot. feet. So they wanted three separate ideas. The Ooh. first one is right by the stage, so okay. they wanted like this trippy scene is how they brought it to me. Right. You're like, how trippy? <laughs> I'm like, I got well, you. I got you <laughs> so I used to um, design psychedelic concert posters. Gotcha. Cool. So um, I was like, that really appealed to me. And mm -hmm. I kind of like, I didn't go with like the cheesy, like, you know, forest with the mm -hmm. mushrooms and the, the shit we all sunshine. drew in our notebooks in like yeah, middle school great. <laughs> i yeah, swear yeah, i do so many mushrooms <laughs> so i did some uh, cool stuff with the lettering like i did a navigram okay. so like yeah. when it like when you read it it says a uh, orange hat brewing yeah. but if you take a photo of it and turn it upside yeah. down it says like ferment barley nice. beer something yeah, like yeah. that what? that's really yeah. cool yeah so um and then like the rest was just like i typically use like really high intensity colors in mm -hmm. my work so like my that's kind of like why they liked my gotcha. style um is a lot of fluorescence neons nice. uv reactive um a lot of colors like red orange next to like turquoise blue just so like with the placement of them like they vibrate right, right, you know right. so that's how we got the project started. Right. Um, the next one, they wanted a Knoxville skyline. Okay. So that was really fun, though. So on some of it, it's like they're giving you some creative freedom. Yeah. So one, like it goes. It. So like it goes from like what's facing the stage, like this crazy like psychedelic whatever, right. and then the next, it's still got like that you know fun, exciting. Mm. It's a night. It's. It says orange hat, like with there's lightning and like this intense sky, mm -hmm. um, and then it's nighttime yeah. skyline, sort of with like lights. It's kind of vibrant, and then it morphs into like 
a more natural, like they said, like Cades Cove-ish, okay. but like that, I'm not bad. really Cades Cove-ish <laughs> style kind of girl. So like I had to like, you know, it, like I don't really have a choice mm -hmm. sometimes right. as far as like how it comes out of me. Right. So like it is realistic and mm -hmm. it's got like, you know, native trees and right. plants and there's a bear in there but it's going to be to very style, much right? like yeah. high intensity color not neons not yeah. anything like that but just vibrant right so they said have fun with it gotcha. you know gave me a general idea yeah. and then just like that's awesome yeah that must feel really good go to just it. have that creative freedom so, and like openness to your own palette i would imagine that's like the tattoo artist feel too you know right now the last wall that i just did it was a 20-foot wall um a flood victim at waverly tennessee uh okay. their, her family commissioned me to do a memorial wall so that mm -hmm. was my actually that was my second portrait with aerosols but um that was you know not much creativity right right but i welcome that opportunity because i love for doing sure. portraits sure. i did a lot of like figure studies in high school and that's just continued that's throughout awesome. my whole life i love Awesome. Love doing that. So, sorry, I, like totally hijacked that right now. I just, I was curious. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, did you have any creative demons get at you in either of those projects? <laughs> yes, there was a paint, <laughs> there was a paint shortage when I oh, went God. there, and so it's like an hour and a half outside of Nashville. Um, there was a paint. Yeah, I couldn't get any green. And like the, it was in a field of sunflowers is like the photo that I was painting. So like I needed not just one kind of green, but a, a multitude <laughs> of greens and there was nothing. So that was, that, yeah. And that's, that's not the first time that I've dealt with this. I, my very first mural, I thought I was so cool because I was ordering my spray paint online to have it like <laughs> delivered. And, like I get there, like none of the colors. <laughs> that's <laughs> just, like, yeah, just like making that's those fun. mistakes. <laughs> like, um, PBS was filming the portrait that I was doing at, a. A different portrait memorial. I forgot wall. all about PBS being there. Yes, yeah, so like I'm painting, and um, the black that I had brought to do the lettering was like kind of like this grayish, like Payne's gray color. And so someone there is like, oh, well, I've got like this paint that you could use. It's like really, really dark black. I'm like, perfect. So he's got the camera behind me and I'm doing the lettering and I realized that the paint is like extremely thin. Oh, and like, as I'm running. doing it, it's stuck. Oh, fuck. It's like bleeding. <laughs> You're like, I meant for it to do So like, but to have it like be filmed while I'm doing it. It's all like Merry Christmas. Like, very How'd you play awesome. it off on your face? So I had to just just like you know what do you do like go with it you know so like cleaning up the edges and there was like some smudge I had to come back and clean it up and then wait for it all to dry to do like my highlights but I mean it ended up looking okay it was just like one of those moments where like you know something comes up and it's just like oh my god how am I going to deal with this and that's like the feeling that I felt when I couldn't find green paint and 
It's just like, you know, but you get creative, and that's what we are. We're creative we're people, so we figure it out. find a solution at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the, the younger gentleman that was on the PBS crew was really cracking me up because he was the one running up and down the hills, like really getting the footage from all over the park. They're like, you've got the young legs. You go all over. We're going to interview people by the street, the rest of the crew. It was so funny. Man. He was running around. Got my leg day in. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <clears throat> it was really cool to see them canvas the the park and you know take take b-roll and you know do their jobs around us doing the thing we're doing it was really neat definitely and um i'm sure the people of waverly would still appreciate the art and whatnot um there are plenty of donations and and organizations you can donate to them i should probably put a link to that in this episode just for shits and giggles and maybe help a little bit um, but yeah, I'll put links to all that if I can find them. And uh, shout out Waverly, Waverly Walls Art Park, uh, Kansas Klein, Never Extinct, all those cats uh, helping us come out there and brighten up that community a little bit a couple of times a year. But uh, those are some, some demons to handle. Like the irony of you getting caught on camera with just the mad drip of paint just straight down the wall. I can tell you, I, I just, I don't handle those types of things well you know i can't just even, drop it run away yeah. <laughs> like oh no i'm out you know people that like to hover behind your screen and watch you yeah. as you like make their changes and stuff it's just that's why you I also just, need that second monitor i do i'm actually used to having like two or three monitors you know i i come from corporate from corporate world dealing with a badass over here yeah no i mean I, the corporate life wasn't for me, obviously, but I do miss having all those monitors because that was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and having like three file cabinets to myself, and I miss all that. But I wouldn't trade it for, you know, a team or a crew like I have now of a bunch of weirdo creatives. Um, everyone is artistic in their own little way. Everyone can draw flames with a knife. I thought that was my thing. But like everyone, can, everyone can do it where I work. And um, well, what, the funny part about that is seeing everybody's <laughs> flames because they're all different. They're, they are. I mean, they're all tribal flames, but I mean, you can tell who did it. You haven't even seen mine yet. No, you're holding out. I don't know how you didn't get in on uh, the Nissan we were all working on that day. Well, no, mm. like Louie got in my head about me holding my knife wrong. But I, you know, is there a right way to hold an exacto knife? Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. It's the way that cuts. Yeah, he got in my head. So now I don't like people watching me cut if, if you knife. If you cut the thing and you don't bleed, you did it right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how the exacto knife etiquette goes. As long as you didn't bleed and the thing is cut, you're good. I haven't been back there in a while, but I used to, I used to cut myself all the time. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, you that's, openly admit that to the world just then. No, I mean that's part, that's part of the job. I've always been. I, I've, I've never cut been myself. In not I've once. always had exacto knives. I've always cut myself. Promise, never done it. I've always trust me, wink, wink. Burned myself mm. with the wax. I've always <laughs> candle wax. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna always see Adam with like this intense like Jackson Pollock with wax, just like cleaning it, like, you know. That's. That's when I go for it. That's, that's exactly in the dark, how. In dark, only only lights are from the you know the candles he's slinging around. Yes. I'm here for it. Oh yeah. That that needs to be a thing. You could also do light painting with it since you're flinging around candles. Mm. You could you could withdraw many mediums out of out of this thing. So it's rich. Anti everything I am in so many ways. Oh, I see a very expensive <laughs> promo. 
coming up. We had them for the show. <laughs> so it sounds like this project's going to have a lot of demons in it for you. That would. That would. <laughs> we'll face them as a team. I could do it as like a one night only performance art thing as Perfect. a character. Oh, that's Perfect. very performance arty. Mm -hmm. yes. As a character. It, it does crack me up how, uh, just since you mentioned JP, uh, how at this point kids know about Jackson Pollock. Like it's a style, you know? Cracks me up because, you know, he was not like a great person. No, he's not he's not the role model. He was pretty much a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much I mean, you were pretty much terrorizing the canvas and the image that I had of you. But that's what he would do with a bunch of colors. Just like, you son of a bitch, and yeah. just get at it. Yeah. Anger. And anger more whiskey. Yeah. More pee. Yeah, not Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, no happy dribbles. Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, no. That's why I said it would have been expensive promo, emotionally expensive as well. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes, we emotionally were all traumatized afterwards. <laughs> but I'm proud of the trauma because I put the idea in his head a little bit. I'm, oh. I'm not sorry about and this. Damn it, at all. we we got not, a promo. No. <laughs> One night only, Knoxville City Coliseum. <laughs> Adam Rowe, for, the artist formerly it. known as Adam Rowe. I, I, I can do it. I can do it for one night. For one one show. Tickets thirty dollars one night only. <laughs> must see, must see, must see it now. Must see, must see. Because he's resigning mm -hmm. after. One and one night only farewell tour. Farewell. Farewell. Premiere, <laughs> premiere such farewell. farewell tour. Ugh, that's cool. I'm sorry for what we've done to you. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's equally capable of doing the same thing to himself by himself at home, <laughs> thinking in his favorite chair. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps. This is the torture of being a creative person in Knoxville, Tennessee in the year 2021, everyone. Just so we all know, this is an accurate timestamp of the time and date and feelings we all share at this time. <sighs> being a creative person. Sure, it's fun, everybody. Have we talked enough about how it tortures us yet? It is a torture. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the general double-edged swordness of living this lifestyle is great. Like the other day I was doing a stupid drawing and I put my coffee mug on top of it. I some my coffee gone on my paper and I was like... Now it's perfect. Maybe I should fucking do this with some coffee. And I tried doing it and now I'm like obsessed with like trying to paint my shit with coffee. And now See, just everything smells like fucking coffee. That, like, I love that shit I just, so much. Do, do cannabis ashes it. count? Because I've done it with cannabis ashes. I tried it because... What? Cannabis ashes. Oh, I thought you said with I, grandma's ashes. I was like, <laughs> dude. Some people oh. fucking what? That, that's she real, Kevin. Yeah, some, like, people some people do that. Some people do that. It's a lot more commitment. Like, is it is a lot more commitment. <laughs> Granny, trust me, you got to get in the resin. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's mixed with charcoal, and I won't know the difference. Right. Well, I mean, that's essentially what you got at the end of it anyway. Wow. That's tragic. <laughs> well, then why do people pay thousands of dollars to have grandma framed and hung on the wall? Hmm. Wait, what? Not that person. People will actually put their relatives' uh, cremated remains yeah. in paintings and in like resin things and oh. have it as a yeah. memorial object. I'm so serious. You can also I mean, get them pressed just, into like, a vinyl. Yes, that too. Yeah, you can get your grandma. This is grandma's favorite song. It's Coal Miner's Daughter by Loretta Lynn. You know, you can actually do it to where they put them in 
bullet casings with gunpowder, and you just fire off like oh, 50 boy. rounds of grandpa. Like, <laughs> oh. Wow. Freedom grandpa just down the range. <laughs> they no also auto in the building. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> they also make like a tree bullets. You know, you can fire it into the ground and you become a fertilized tree seed. Or yeah, you know, you can be put into a, a little capsule and shot into space. And honestly, I'd probably just rather be a tree. So many crazy ass ways now. Yeah, you can be tattooed in someone. Yeah, that's right. Oh, like oh, actual yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck. You can be you can be tattooed into like a QR code that like yes. goes to a website or into like. Something that like plays music yeah, or audio. Yeah, people did it with their like grandparents or fathers, whoever's like deceased relative, um, their voice, and they'll put the the wave, the wave on yeah, it, and, and when you scan really it with that, it'll play their voice back, and then they just cry. And I'm like, can you imagine doing that with someone's rough. actual ashes? So that's like hella meta. That's yeah. But I mean, would it sound like if they had gravel in their mouth, like chewing on ashes? No, it no sounds fun. like an actual like MP3 recording. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of creepy, weird. but kind of cool. That's super though. creepy. It is super creepy. Uh, yeah. Is it creepy, Terry? You're the only one that hasn't said anything um, about this one. Like, She's like, I'm really shook. I'm freaked out. Find it. It's like, I'm just like taking it all in. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing they do. I've, there, there are a lot of creative ways that I've seen people uh, embellish things or create things in general with cremated remains. and Cremains. Um, cremains. Cremains. Uh, all right. Like it. Uh, I, I think I would rather just be in a jar on uh, somebody's mantle or uh, in space or a tree. Like that's that's where I fall on it. Like if my family is going to be cool enough to put me on a rocket into 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 space, I'm here for it. Dude, I'm the kind of person I've always said. Like I don't want a fucking funeral. I don't want to go in a box. I don't want none of that shit. Like I'm from a Hispanic family and they see that whole afterlife shit in a different way. I don't want to. I'm always <laughs> like cremate me. Put me in a water bottle, chuck me in the ocean, get on with your fucking life. Smoke a blunt, have a shot, go. Deal with it. Like, <laughs> do some uh, big Lebowski stuff from a cliff in the yeah, wind. Yeah, dude, honestly. like I was watching a movie the other day. I don't even know what it's called. It's like this dude who's like raising his family off of the grid. And they're like in this van. And it's like him and like six kids, all right? What? No, and Mr. Fantastic. No, thank you. The what? Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. Is it? Sorry. Maybe. It might have been okay. it. Yeah, and like no, they I carry around the mom's like that. remains in a coffee like pot thingy and they just carry it around like that. I'm like, that's interesting. Um, that's <laughs> one way to do it. So. <laughs> my my grandma's ashes is a nice little urn on the hearth in the fireplace in the kitchen yeah. of my parents' house. And that's, I, I, that's pretty appropriate, I feel like. Uh, you know. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> in Peru, growing up when we were younger, like I remember when my great aunt died. Catholic tradition said we have to keep her body in the home open for at least two days. So oh, yeah. as a kid, I'd walk also, around I'm and I'm like, Catholic. I'd see her dead ass body. I'm just trying to get some water. I'm like, man, I'll wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, that didn't eventually become normal to you. This for me. It, it was, it shouldn't have been. Like now that I'm like, I look back at it, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't. That really normal. is It's weird. like in my head it was. I'm like rewiring that. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> like, I'll probably go to therapy okay. for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> this will come up in a Just therapy Just uncovered some uh, like repressed, repressed childhood trauma, Tanya. Yeah, that's, that probably has is bothering me in some weird way. It's like scratching the back of my subconscious. It always but... comes up for me every so often. I'll remember that. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. okay. this, has, good. this has nothing to do with this the topic. Yeah. I, I've had to much beer I'll be back yeah. <laughs> I wonder who the first person I get up to pee with I thought it would be you man you've been drinking I'll give you a dollar if you grab me another wine <laughs> it's, yeah. it's always funny the scenario at the point where somebody gets to that point it's yeah. always like there's like some weird eye contact or like I can't I saw him pushing out of his seat and I'm just like something something's about to happen or he has to use the bathroom that's one of the funny parts about this very specific like niche social interaction that we're yeah. in right now because 
somebody's like, oh, can you pause it? And I'm like, no. well, no, no like, just go pee. Just don't do it. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's a little less weird when there's like three other people in right. the room instead of it's just like you and you're just sitting here like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> my guest has gone to pee. If I had a, a dialogue for a commercial to put in right now, this I is where I'd put it. Awkward, uh-huh. awkward silence all by myself. Yay. So there was, uh, I'll, I'll do a, a really like matrix throwback here in, in the podcast I did with Lou called The Leftovers. Nathan would do this commercial called Gravel Depot, and it'd be for graveldepot.com. And if you called up this fictional website, they would just drop you at any random time five tons of gravel. And it's like, you know what Chip Drop is? Oh, yeah. We're not sponsored by Chip Drop, no, people. Uh, so Chip Drop is this service you call, and they will order you a set quantity of wood chips. Between now and like nine years from now. So they'll give you a delivery window. So we'll get it to you uh, on Tuesday night, either there, like between that and Friday morning. So if you move, it'll get there though, even though you're not there anymore. I've heard yeah. really, really hilarious. That sucks. So, <laughs> so, so, so this this is what it is. Like it's just the random service that yeah. like that whatever it happens. But this was this, but for Gravel Depot that That's was the stick for Gravel Depot. And you know, if you need blah 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 rolls of gravel, da 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 da, you just call gravelDepot.com and gravel like Depot. Some Rick and Morty shit, I, I mean, <laughs> kinda. Or wood was, chips nine years from now. <laughs> it was just yeah, the bullshit. It's like a service that people need. <laughs> like, I'll get you your five tons of gravel. I'll, it'll be between you know three now three and, weeks from now and March, and like tw- you know. yeah, of twenty thirty two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a fun surprise. <laughs> So you're just sitting around the house, like, waiting for your shit all week. Like, is my gravel going to come? Is my gravel going to come? And, it, and if it's chip drop, you're just like, where that wood at? Like, you know, when's it coming? It's going to fall out of the back of this truck. I for that, like, the wood chips to show up. I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, between now and, what, four months? I'll forget it. No, I really, I really think they give you, like, a week's window mm. in all seriousness. So I'd you get so a seven-day window when you're going to get these wood chips. Or some... My irrational reasonably. fears keeping me from trying it. <laughs> some some reasonable. Easy, so I would forget, and they would get there, and I'd be pissed. And, and then... just be tons of wood chips in your yard. Yeah, just crazy. It, isn't that your third bottle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going in, going in. <laughs> they're small bottles. That, that was just a joke. No, 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 no. It's they're large bottles. <laughs> they're full size bottles. <laughs> and, and, you, I have to work. My boss might be listening. And since and since we're broadcasting live, and we really need to start the show, I think she's through. doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is true. I forgot we were using that revolutionary new technology that actually, as listeners, you are listening to this live at yeah. right this second. Yeah, no you're also not dead if you're listening to this. So live yeah. and alive. It's great. It's a wonderful user experience. It's just absolutely fantastical. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Verbal circus, that is. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? AP. Yeah, that. Whatever you just said. So Adam, did we did we get to detail any of your uh, creative demons time. As, of, as of late time? It's just time. That's the only one. Time. I used to think my favorite superhero was Batman. And what okay. happened? I, well, time. let me <laughs> time. let me continue. I mean, he he is awesome because he's you know like like everybody with unlimited resources you know. We can all identify with that, right? Mm-hmm. Unlimited not? resources, well, yeah, I definitely yeah, identify. Why not be a, a hero? But I, I've come to terms with the fact that my, my favorite really is the Flash because he can travel time with enough time. <laughs> you could just solve every problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's not that deep. Uh, yeah, I, I just wish I had more time. Yeah, uh, but time is still to do everything. I wish every day could be like today, at least twenty five hours long. <laughs> Have you all read the Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah, I know where my towel is. Okay. Do you remember when he's on the planet with the perfectly normal beasts? Yeah. Okay, do you remember how long each day was? Was it 25 hours? It was like 26, 20... It was something slightly longer yeah, than a normal Yeah, just day. enough. Just enough for like a nap in the middle of the day, but it didn't offset everything else. That... Oh, that's my dream. That, that <laughs> I may actually get like... A full lunch. You could actually have an authorized nap and not have to worry about it. <laughs> That's yeah, true. today's nap was so unauthorized. I'm still, I still have so many questions regarding that nap. <laughs> How did I get here? Who were you? That's my purse. I don't know you. Yeah, I was like, and I woke up in a different world. It's kind of nice. That's a good nap, though. When yeah. You woke up, you're just oh, discombobulated as fuck. Like I was out. Quality. Uh, I love it when when one falls asleep and you wake up and it's 12 hours before when you think you were gonna wake up. <laughs> so it's like 8 p.m. and you're just woken up. Brain's like, oh god, it's 8 a.m. I'm late. <laughs> and then you look outside and it's the wrong kind of dark outside. And it's like, wait, what? Kid <laughs> all the time. She's always like, is it breakfast or dinner? <laughs> god, I miss those days. What a what a uh, that's the most relatable question this entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, I knew it was a good nap because I woke up a little scared. Yeah, like I woke up a <laughs> yeah that's a good oh, yeah. nap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What have I done? <laughs> no, it was literally like, where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> and you just woke up on your couch, right? Like. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but I I wasn't supposed to be in that room. Alien abductions are weird. Yeah. 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 I I couldn't. I'm like I don't know how I got into. Do you remember room. any bright lights or whirring noises? Well, no, they delete that part. <laughs> you don't get to remember that part. You remember, though, how the fuck did I get well, here? after you take your molars out. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you got to take out the tracking thing. Yeah, he's right. Mm -hmm. It's funny because my daughter did lose a tooth, like, 30 seconds oh. after I woke up. Oh, well, there you go. Mm, see, she needs to get her a complimentary tinfoil hat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a really fuzzy day. Well, do you have any pressing questions that we can answer in this group, or are they all just like... Uh, super personal and they're just so mind-boggling you dare attempt to answer them well I mean my biggest question is how do I follow everyone online like how do I follow your careers and what you're up to and where you're gonna be and where I can see your art and what you guys up to okay so we're we asking like work in progress questions now because we can talk about that yeah work in progress and just um, you know how do you market yourselves how do I find you? Oh, I'm purely... Like, you guys are like food trucks. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm purely on meta. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> If you can't VR me, then you're not following that. my shit. <laughs> yeah. Pe people, will, people will listen to this years later and they'll be like, yeah, very funny joke. Real quickly, I just have an aside. I just remember the first time that I saw a website like at a mu movie theater. It, like, it gave the URL... Mm -hmm on the screen and I'm I made some kind of joke really loud like oh yeah let me get out my cellular ISDN thing and blah 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 and everybody laughed because it was like there was a a URL on the screen yeah who's going to type that in right now? I'm going to type that in yeah. and it's only up there for 3 seconds anyway so by the time you got your device out so 
So that that's my new joke then, the meta thing. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I'm 100% here for meta satire. I think 100%. I thought the meta a meta joke earlier. <laughs> yeah, you did. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's officially that episode. Mm-hmm. We're there as a, as a society. <laughs> so Adam, I think you got a, a pretty good way of going about yourself, and it, I don't feel like you catered to a lot of people's opinions when it comes to how you market yourself. You just put it out there and say this is the thing. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I do. And I'm pretty similar, and it I think it works pretty well for my mental health, <laughs> as far as that goes. Like it's 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 black and white at that point. You either like it or you don't, and it's available, and you can either buy it or you or you won't. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Um, I know this is this may seem silly. I was talking to my spouse about this earlier because I got her flowers the other day. Maybe this is worse because now I'm telling everybody. <laughs> Anyway, I got her flowers, and she was like, oh, I'm going to put it on my Instagram. And I, I couldn't help it. I gave her a look. She was like, don't. You don't have to. don't do that. You're and, like, you're undoing me giving you flowers. Yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of. But, but sort of not. I mean, she, it wasn't like she was thinking, you know, like, right. time to brag. Yeah. But, but then she was like, ah, oh, geez, am I bragging? So it was like, <laughs> you know, like all these thoughts. So like we were into an existential crisis. <laughs> like, Here's some flowers, babe. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you going to do about it? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was my goal. No. Um, so, so that reminded me of that whole conversation. But, um, I, I was mentioning how oddly it made me feel a lot better to have different accounts for things like one that's just like personal like where i can say like hey i read this book here people that i already know check it out and and you know like i'm like yes three likes oh okay it was so and so so and so and so (laughs) yeah okay cool we're communicating and and a different one for you know professional kind of stuff it has made all it, uh, I almost said all the difference in the world. It, it's made a big difference, though, because um, it makes it more fun to do both things, like actually communicate with people I already know and to put stuff out there for people who I may or may not know. And my, my brother suggested to me a long time ago, he's nine years younger than me, so like a little bit more savvy on these things than I am, and he's like real into TikTok and... Um, you know, Instagram and things like that. And he kept suggesting to me um, to make a separate account for like my yoga page. And mm-hmm. he wanted me to like make all this, you know, all these like silly videos and all these things. He wanted me to make a big deal out of it. But I'm like, dude, I'm like 40. I'm gonna do me that crap. <laughs> I'm not tired of that shit. Um, but now that I'm in this yoga teacher training and I, you know, I have all these like new yoga friends and these are like actual yoga friends that like actual do like real yoga things. Um, you know, we're all friends on Instagram and I'm sure they're like scrolling through my page, like seeing like what a complete asshole I've been for the past three years. You know, I mean, I, I have actually contemplated taking down my videos, like all my, my pictures and stuff, just cause it just doesn't seem authentic anymore mm. now that I'm going through the actual experience and, and even a little bit with what I'm going through with like my new job. Now that I'm like, you know, car designer and all that stuff, I it, I feel like it doesn't, you know, devaluate the things that I've done. But I just feel like a, a completely different artist now. I feel like a different person. 
and I look back at my page and it's like it's like a, a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you know more about the things now, so it sheds a different context, puts a different light on the topic now. Speaking of existential crisis, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, go delete that shit. Feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so, it's so weird. But instead, you know, like I said, I'm just going to enjoy the journey and... Um, you know, you'll see me doing the same poses, but you'll just see me supported with blocks mm-hmm. and straps and just being smart about it and trying to be a, a better teacher. And Oh, I wouldn't delete like anything. I, I think that would be like throwing away an old sketchbook. Mm-hmm. That's that's you exactly know? how I, I'm very nostalgic. I'm very, I'm very sentimental. Like, it's kind of gross. Um, I thought about it, but I could never. It's could a good reminder, it. though. You know, you got to be able to see those little things. How are you going to appreciate where you're going if you can't look back and be like, look, like it's not that you were an ass for posting that stuff. It's just you were doing something you liked without the proper technique, and now you're doing it the right way. So if anything, it's like a reflection of you. It's mm-hmm. you're already better today than that, those pictures and videos. Like this anything. is my new version of being reckless in my career. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna let my dog in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like another journal, like another diary. Like, it's it is nice it. to have, but at the same time, it's um, you know, like the kids say now, so cringe, right. like so cringe oh, to look back boy, at cringy. it. Oh boy, cringy, it's cringy. But yeah. I think that goes back, like, like we're our own worst critic. It goes back to that same old like cheesy saying, you know, like nobody's thinking those things of you, you know, except yourself. You're just... I know, but if you see me scrolling through my Instagram page, it'll be like forty five minutes straight of me just be like. <laughs> Ooh. Shit, I said that. Like, hey, doggy. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been a fun year. Yeah. Been a fun year of growth. Big, big growth this year. Everybody else keeps old sketchbooks, right? Like terrible. Yeah, I, I do. I've never. Yeah, school. Okay. yeah. I just cleaned up my studio today, and I purged a lot of things. I love purging. That's mm. like my new thing. Since COVID, everything's got to go. Like from the movies or. <laughs> I was okay. like, what the? I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. not totally. I, okay, yeah, right. I keep, that, I keep that movie very far from my life. That movie like creeps me out in so many different ways. Gotcha. Um, but no, not right. like that. Got it. Getting rid of the old. Yeah, getting rid of all kinds of stuff, but I cannot get rid of my sketchbooks. I cannot yeah. get rid of my diaries. I cannot get rid of my drawings. Because they're an extension of you. That's, a, that's an important thing. Yeah, I mean, her, her stuff's bad because she is prolific. Mm. She uses more scrap paper and paper and notebook covers and you know drink labels and Wait, napkins who does? And my daughter yeah it's, okay so it here's... is unlike anything you've ever seen uh, i don't know no. how many me. kids do you have one okay so i have she's three amazing. i'm just saying she's amazing enough for three not necessarily three <laughs> times more knowledgeable but um get her involved in the digital archiving of her stuff I have can, been digitally archiving her well, stuff. Well, you could throw it away then. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and I do. Oh, okay. But I still have boxes of stuff, because I, I work now. I have a full-time job, yeah. so, like, I can't just sit there. It used to be my pleasure. I had, like, a little backdrop. It was, like, okay. a black sheet. I went to Target and bought a black sheet, so I could sit there and, like, take little photographs. Right. And, like, um, and it's one of my very favorite things in my Dropbox. I have, like, terabytes of her art. Mm. But it's I've been slacking. I, you know, my scanner's broken. And, mm. um, but yeah, she needs to start doing it now. She's, you know, she's seven, eight years old, and she's she's getting camera for Christmas, but she doesn't know yet. <laughs> so, but um, she'll hopefully start doing that stuff herself. What are you guilty of? Dog? Hopefully, I taught her to 
to appreciate and love her artwork as much as I do. Right. You know, I don't have a huge ego about my art, but I do love everything I create, no matter how junky and stupid it is. <laughs> I love all over it. I'm like, oh, you're horrible. But I made, <laughs> I made you. Yeah. I took time. We spent time together. You know, me, you, wine, and, um, you know, some. I cut myself, so you, there's literally thing. blood in you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all those special coffee. I wasted coffee on your ass. Yeah. I love this. You know? I, I like telling the client I cut myself working on the piece because the first thing they're just like, <gasps> and then the second piece when they realize like you probably bled on it, it goes from <gasps> to ooh. <laughs> like you told me that the last four times I bought something from you. Are you okay? Is this intentional? <laughs> just right. good with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Three left thumbs. Like you know. No, I really have chopped my finger off creating her. <laughs> like, see that bubble? That's where I grew it back. <laughs> Seriously, I was taking like all kinds of supplements, using herbs, like I grew that back. <laughs> they tried to reattach it, like it was cut like down to Holy the bone. Yeah, shit. they tried to reattach it, and like when they took the bandages off, it's all fucky. Did no, it didn't. <laughs> it yes. didn't oh, attach. No. So yeah. then. But it grew back. I would say my body rejected it. I just think that sounds so cool to say that. It's like your body rejected your body? My body was like, hell no. No, you've been excommunicated. You stay excommunicated. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty hardcore. That, that is gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, in a rush. What were you doing exactly? I was cutting out the placard, the title placard for, um, I was supposed to get a painting down to the Emporium. To, uh, for it's the establishment's fault. <laughs> and I was like running late, and someone was talking to me, and like my stress went into that. The exacto like hopped over the ruler and <laughs> chop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Two grown men sit here and go, ugh. <laughs> no, I I have, no, it's a brand new exacto, so it didn't Everything it was perfect. <laughs> That's why I, I love exactos for that reason, but I have so many stories about you know, cutting myself and almost losing limbs. I used to be a plate maker. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but like, um, yeah, newspaper. You don't the have plates, to be quiet about it. The plates are basically, they're oh, that's right. They can't tell when I raise my hand. I just raised my hand. Sorry. He said, I do. Um, <laughs> but they're basically huge rubber stamps, but they're metal plates. But, you know, an image is basically like laser burned onto it, and then it's ran through a washer a few times, and what's not lasered um sinks down and so there's a raised image afterwards but mm -hmm. the plates after they come out after they come out of the wash and they're dried they're one super hot and they're super sharp mm. so if you drop a plate vertically like just the right way you lose your toes you all your toes like you can lose half your foot this thing is like sharp as oh sharp as hell God. and they're heavy God. it's like little baby guillotines like <sighs> Doesn't sound very baby to me if you could lose all ten toes like, at once. Like a sheet of razor blade. Oh yeah, yeah, sheet razor, yeah exactly. Basically. Um, what were the dimensions like overall on this sheet like of metal? Like a newspaper page. Okay. Like exactly, and so um, let's say that you had a twenty-four page paper, you would have that times four because you would need one for CMYK. Mm -hmm. It represented like a, an ink, mm -hmm. and so they would all have to register to the same spot, and then it would line up and it would stamp an image. So if one was like slightly off, you get a fuzzy image. Mm. Like, 
And so it was my job to kind of just tweak everything and that is a work hazard. And make the place. Oh, it, well, <laughs> it is one of the most baddest ass jobs I ever had. I felt like, I mean, I was like a little itty bitty kid, weighed like 90 pounds, but I was like, <laughs> look and at I me. Was like, yeah, making a full fucking newspapers and stuff by <laughs> myself. Um, Getting the information out there. That was at the SAG nominee, I love that job. But those plates were sharp. And, did you ever um, injure yourself with them for real? I never chopped off a toe. But I did, um, you know, slice here, slice here, slice here, slice oh, here. Gosh. You know, try to put them on my shoulder, slice here. Oh, and, yeah. What the fuck? But if you have them, if you have like a stack of 24, the cuts aren't as bad because it can't like <laughs> slice into you. Yeah, it spreads out. The, the pressure is a little different. It's more like an axe. Yeah. Is this like a Gillette commercial? Like, holy crap. It's like, We've got 20, 24 shit. blades. The first 23. The first 23 to lift the hair off your face. The, the, the last get one to, to get, get, get the pesky epidural off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the newspaper went yes. modern. I lost my job as a plate maker to like a huge like three-story machine laser Jesus. cutter type thing. I got to see the facility. I didn't realize. I mean, I had an inkling that I was going to lose my job. Mm. But they're like, here's the machine that's going to take your job. Oh, and they tried to woo you first? Thing. I thought I was going to end up working there, but I just got... Repairing the machine? I just got booted. Right. <laughs> I didn't care what I did. I just wanted to like work in this building. It's like year 3000. Um, but the very last plate that we ran through there, I kept it. Nice. I don't know if they knew. At this point, at this point, I think statute of limitations are on your side. Mm -hmm. I kept two pages: the front page of the Saginaw News and the comics. The the important ones. And I taped off the edges because I'm not (laughs) that company ever again. So is is that a thing you like frame and put behind glass and gonna hang in the house? How are you gonna display that? I was meant to. I probably will someday, but that's intent. it's hidden because I honestly I'm terrified of it. It's like you know, like that fucking car carry. You know? It's got like a it's got like a personality. That's funny. It cut me a couple times after I brought it home. That's why I'm like, I'm taping all the yeah. edges off, like taped it maybe four pool or five noodles. times. Just put pool noodles all around it. She's gonna hang it up in the house and the FBI are gonna be like, We're here to take the property. Right. You know, like it's like, oh, you're gonna have to kill me for it. <laughs> We're here for your stuff. No, every, every time I see it, I tape the edges because I'm just like, okay, it's been a few years. Yeah. And like that, I just probably, I'll, I'll have to show it to you guys. So it's got like a tape buffer, a quarter inch thick around all the edges where you just look at it every six months. You're like, not today, motherfucker. And I'm still scared of it. I'm legit still scared to look at it. You should definitely hang those in the kitchen. It's like a bright orange rubber stamp. It's like clown shoes. Mm-hmm. Just, they can still so much fear. In Definitely me. in the kitchen. Actually, you should hang it uh, like on the opposite wall from where you got my piece of art hanging in your kitchen. That's where you should put it. I want to bring it to work and hang it like in the bathroom <laughs> or something. So I can hear someone scream like, Wah! and I'll be like, someone's messing with the page on the wall. You should put one in, so you say you got two, right? Put one in the regular bathroom and the one in the executive bathroom. I think I taped them back to back, though. You know, that's better than when we worked at the music studio mm-hmm. in the men's restroom there was a picture of Mariah Carey so right behind the toilet right in front of it so like I'm just standing there I'm like Mariah like, what do you, you know, oh she wants out. her Christmases yeah yeah no, they've let her out Ew. but yeah it's just weird like, <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a lot of stuff hanging in both of those restrooms though yeah like Beatles vinyls and just too much I, yeah that, I mean true we would stand there and piss and like not together you know no, separately no, no. <laughs> not all the time <laughs> but you'd stand there and piss and you'd be like looking at the wall dread in front of you and there's just like a giant picture of Mariah Carey with a like a platinum album or yeah. some shit just, it was just fucking weird Yep. 
Yeah. Like, wow, Mary that's, the brag about that's the where that's where we would have recorded this thing today. <laughs> yeah, that's where we were supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah fond memories of that restroom. God, <laughs> <I forgot that. laughs> uh, a terrible place. I mean, they they were potentially nice enough to let us record there. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I won't. Yeah. They're a glorious, wonderful place. Yeah. Um, so we do part two. We'll meet up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's next weekend, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. I'll have my six-year-old. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah. We'll all talk. <laughs> I'll bring my bird. Birthday. It'll be nice. Dude, yeah, you can bring your bird. <laughs> bring the bird in a cat purse. He'll scream the whole time. It'll be awesome. You should. I think you left out some critical information about your bird earlier, oh. and you should definitely tell everybody how the bird makes a little sex dungeon. Oh, he does. He I'm does sorry, that. What? Yeah, he makes a sex dungeon. Uh, I also use him for <laughs> World War II reenactments. He I'm sorry. Plays so a you use him plane. for the sex dungeon and something else? No, no. He makes his own sex dungeon, right? I don't know um, the way you phrase it. He, yeah, right. That. I don't construct <laughs> a sex back. dungeon. He likes to take whatever he finds. Like if I'm sitting on the couch, he'll like start burrowing, burrowing into my couch, and he'll just get in there. Or like if there's pillows and against each other and he'll drag stuff in there um, violently hump it and then stick his head out and like look at me and just scream at me and I'm like what the hell like <laughs> doesn't matter how it's sex it doesn't matter yeah like I invited you to the grotto so and you didn't come here I used to give him the uh, toilet paper uh, little rolls after you know when the toilet paper was done I used to think he liked to like play with it because I'll give them to him and I'd go upstairs and I'd just hear a bunch of squeaking and squawking. I'm like, oh, like, he's having so much fun. And I'd go down there and he was like aggressively humping it. And <laughs> So with those birds, you don't actually know. There's no physically distinguishing feature on them for you to be able to tell who's male or female. That, that and is I, definitely a male bird. And I always thought Scary. it was a female. I used to, I used to say it was a female. Yeah. And then until I saw that atrocity, and then I was like scarred for life. It's you know your life changes when you see a baby bird humped a shit out of a cardboard toilet paper roll. Like it just I was never the same. And scream with victory or yeah yeah it's, his we screams were our, victory at him. His screams were weird, but um so that's the first part. Second part, I use him to reenact you know scenes from World War Two, um, particularly Pearl Harbor, and I just fly him and he loves it. He definitely does not like that, but he participates in it anyway. <laughs> So, so a coworker. You have a twisted household, my Yeah, it's, fucking, it's a fucking zoo in there. Like, I tell people all the time, like, be mentally prepared to come in here. Uh, my bird will try to ride my dog like a rodeo. You know, like, it's crazy in there. I've seen that happen. Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. It's they charge your phones. You will run out of... You'll run out of space. Like, I have a video storage. on my phone of that where, like, I used to... So, the little... The cones that I'm talking about with those cylinders, right? He will stick his whole fucking head inside of there to where, like, half his body's in there. And he'll stand up and just, like... <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'll take it off of him and I'll leave it on the cage. And then he runs back in there, just like, eh. and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Obviously, that bird needs a gift suit. Anyone yeah, else? Yeah, he's <laughs> crazy, dude. He's absolutely crazy. Well, uh, so crazy. Tony and I have this coworker. He's pretty cool. He has a pet pigeon named uh, uh, what? It, what it named Peter? Oh, uh, Peter. And uh, Pete. Pete. We Peter. It's always Peter. It's always Peter. Peter, Peter mine. Um, <laughs> And I, I've met Peter, and I've never, like, befriended a pigeon. Yeah, they're really smart. This is a cool bird. Yeah. I like Peter the pigeon. He's no joke. Yeah, they're really smart birds, apparently. Mine's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but pigeons are really smart. Well, well, you and this man are the only people I know that currently have birds for pets. And Your bird is sounds like it might have some <sighs> He's psychopathic diff- issues. I but think, it's like, very the, last, the last two brain cells he got are working overtime, for sure. Um, he's a little special. He needs yoga. Yeah, he needs a lot of things. Um, I mean, he's a good bird, I guess. Where, where do you find a bird psychiatrist? 
Not in Knoxville, apparently. Um, <laughs> well, if you're a bird psychiatrist in or around the Knoxville area, I would love to have you on the KAAMP. <laughs> hey, we're multifaceted people here. Please going to get into it first. Surely somebody knows somebody. The world can be that small. Y'all come through for me. Send me a link. Send me a link. <laughs> yeah, we need the bird psychologist and the bird psychiatrist. All the bird mental health people. The bird he's, he's popular with my online classes. So on Fridays, I teach a... Uh, an online Zoom class to a group in California, so it's self-defense online. It's fucking, it's terrible. But anyway, um, and so I'll do it from home, and the bird will just scream until I put him on my shoulder. And so then I'm trying to show these moves online, and everybody's like, oh my god, what kind of bird? I'm like, we're talking about stabbing people right now. Like, can you focus, please? Like, no, the bird needs its attention. Yeah, because if I put him back, he's just like, ee, ee, ee. Just, I'm like, fuck. Like, all right. So would you say this bird is one of the demons in your creative process? Fuck yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, he's a freaking. I, I vote for the bird being. He's a menace, know. dude. He's like, like he's not allowed back at like Thanksgiving dinner. Like <laughs> we were saying grace, and I had him on my shoulders. My mom insisted that the bird be a part of the family pictures. Because you drove up there with him, and you've done that a yeah. few times, right? And I guess I who know that you didn't done. get to have macaroni that day mm. because he fell right inside of it, dude. <laughs> bird can't act right. He just jumped off my shoulder straight into the macaroni, and the worst part was like, as we're all trying to grab him, he's. Freaking the fuck out, running across the entire Thanksgiving <laughs> spread, dude. Like <laughs> just feathers and wings there. and everything everywhere. Yeah. So, dude. so this is a very memorable Thanksgiving for your family. It was awful. <laughs> we ended up winning two million dollars on America's Funniest Video. Right. We should, uh, God, we should have surveillance. Camera. I mean, because come on, that's that's a winner. That's that's movie shit right there. Yeah, it's, well, that's why I got him the cappers. So, there's a story of the cappers. So where do you hang the cat purse? Is it like crossbody around um, the waist? I carry like, it like a satchel. Yeah. Okay. Um, it just depends where I'm taking him. So, you know, if we're on a road trip, I take him from the house to the car, and then I release him in the car. He terrorizes the dog, hangs out on my hat. That's fine. I've seen pictures of this. It does happen. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It gets weird. It delights me that I don't have to be subject to this, but I, I get to see it. That's how I feel about like seeing people's pictures of their kids at home and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cute, but like, mm, I bet it ain't that fucking cute. <laughs> glad it ain't me, Hoss. Yeah, glad it ain't me, bro. My daughter's actually that cute. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, but I only have one. Bias. <laughs> right, right. Bias, bias, bias. Well, bias, and like, she's actually that cute. <laughs> she's pretty cute, but you're over-exaggerating. <laughs> she, I mean, she also is a bit of a monster, but... You should have said that first. I mean, but in a fun in a fun way, in a way that I enjoy. That's fair. I work with kids that are young as four years old, so like you get it. Some of the parents are like, "He's so nice." I'm like, "The fuck he is." <laughs> You're I Jimmy over here. I'm like, "He just kicked that boy in the dick." I'm like, "That didn't seem too nice." Like, <laughs> try that again. No, my my daughter's an actual real life like sweetheart. Mm -hmm. For now. Right. Could change any day. <laughs> Could change. Yeah. All it takes is one thing. You know, the things that really set me off as a kid was when I saw something on an infomercial I really wanted, and then they would say, you can get two of these for free, and then be like, a separate uh, charge for shipping and handling, and then I'd lose my shit. Yeah. yeah. It's just terrible. Like, what if I just want one? Yeah. No. Billy that's Man, not the deal. Three of whatever. That's not the deal. You're getting two. Yeah. And you're paying shipping mm -hmm. for both. Yeah. Didn't... Billy Day Mays died from like getting in the head with a suitcase. Oh yeah, he he. Well, there was also cocaine involved. Yes, I'm there's sorry. always cocaine involved. I mean, it's Billy so Mays. So which one is it? It can't be both. 
So I mean, it's, it's, it's the cocaine full of cocaine. cocaine. Nice. It's, that he wishes that were the case, and so does everybody else. Okay, um, I get it. It was it was the yes. It was the the interaction of cocaine in one system and head trauma from a suitcase uh, exiting an overhead compartment. Comorbidities. If yes, if <laughs> I rec- remember this correctly, if not, somebody please tell me the appropriate way Billy Mays died, so I don't have to like. Uh, lead people astray with information I feel is factual at the time. Uh, yeah, so uh, head trauma and cocaine. I, I bet a lot of people wish this they could go that way. Or but I, I'll take, I'll take ways I don't right, David want Carradine. to die ever for 500 Thomas. <laughs> oh, say that again. <laughs> I don't want to die by case old anything. Yeah, but you're rocking on the cocaine before this happened, so it maybe it's one of those like, yeah, yeah, and then lights out. You might be so smacked you think you died of something fun. Right. Well, I mean, he was, you know, uh, what is it, unboarding, disboarding a plane. He was he was trying to exit a plane, so he was in a mildly social scenario, and then he had expectations thrust upon them and did not perform. God, I would hate to die like that, dude. Like, I'm on a plane full of people, and they just you get hit in the head with a suitcase. You're holding up you're the line. Like, you're just in the floor in the aisle, just you're like just looking all that stupid. That makes it hurt. really hard for you to like pretend that you died a different way. Right, like you're always <laughs> that guy who got hit by a suitcase. There's when six... someone else dies, like another, a witness dies, like four months later, like dude, you got hit yeah. in the suitcase. You're like, no, I didn't. I died <laughs> from. There's like no cool way of passing that up. Well, so you get to the party. Like Gates and St. Peter's like, haha, I saw that shit. And you're like, yeah, it was the cocaine. And he's like, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly the suitcase. Though. He's like, no, I'm in hell. It was mostly what the suitcase. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can deny it because even if there's no pictures taken, there's still like the other 63 people that were on this plane in line behind you, your dead ass in the floor. They're like, what's holding up the line? Like, Billy Mays is dead. <laughs> Billy fucking Mays got hit in the head with a suitcase. Billy Do we have to sorry. charge shipping and handling to get him off this plane? Like, no, it was full of cocaine. <laughs> it's really, for the record, I have nothing against Billy Mays. Nah, oh, sold great products. None, none of us are expect, ex, expressing disgust about Billy Mays. It's just the irony surrounding his demise is far too funny. Now the guy, that guy's totally different. Well, he, uh, uh, he the, got hit by a hooker. Dude, that hooker... Tried to bite his lip off Dude, or something. Dude, was she or he beat the brakes on him? The ShamWow guy? Vince? Yeah, Vince the ShamWow guy. He got arrested for uh, like domestic assault or some kind of shit. <laughs> he got in a fight with a hooker. Yeah. And uh, the way I've, I've heard it, it's like he, they were in the heat of the moment and something didn't click. And she started to bite his face or his tongue or something. And uh, then, you know, blows were exchanged and they got in a fight. I thought it was because he had found out it was not a female hooker. That may be part of it. And then that just he sounds got like a fun buried. little tidbit someone added after the I mean, I feel like that's what I remember it was because he got super bit. pissed and then assaulted the person and the person obviously assaulted him back and then he, you know, got put in That, that may or may not be true. This is another listener-supported moment in the KWC. No, if y'all right. can tell us why Vince the Shamwell guy got in a fight with a hooker, I'd really <laughs> appreciate it. Like, once again, I don't have anything against this guy. Right. But it sounded like he had something coming. It's maybe, but then again both people in this scenario might have deserved an ass whooping for different reasons so i can't say this is too far out of both people being at fault because you know it sounds like these two people involved had a lot of things to say to one another yeah they just said it in a really loud way that ended both their lives well i can't say i've seen him plugging any products on tv since then maybe one or two have, Kevin, have you seen Vince the ShamWow guy on TV lately? In no, a, in a I'm serious... seeing his mug shots right now. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> you, know, you know who else has really good mug shots? 
No, do tell. Tim Allen has a great. Oh my he god, does. Tim Allen's a fucking rat. <laughs> but Tim Allen has a great everything. <laughs> He's a snitch. What? Have you seen Tim yeah, Allen's mugshot? He, didn't, he, he got out of jail or avoided jail by ratting out a bunch of his friends on a oh. cocaine deal. Yeah, he was arrested for like cocaine the, possession. Uh, I'm sorry, we talking about something yeah. the guy did back in like 1970. Tim the Toolman Taylor? Tim Allen? Yeah. I'm from Michigan. I know all about this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he, did, he liked cocaine. Who the fuck it? Wow. A lot of people in Michigan liked cocaine, okay? Well, I mean, it, it fits with the rest of the landscape most of the year. <laughs> yeah, like eight months out of the year. <laughs> What's this white stuff? I don't know. It could be snow. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, yeah, it's true, though. So, friends, we're, uh, I'm going to say we're coming up to the end of this little episode. We're at about a min- or an hour and 47 minutes. So, um, are there any things you've done this calendar year as a creative person, uh, artistically or personally, that you're proud of? Things you're happy to put your name on? Adam, you're making faces all over. Oh, already. yeah, I was wincing. <laughs> he, he's trying to figure out a way to say everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything and nothing. Um, the eternal dichotomy, the mystery of the universe. <laughs> yeah, like this is the best thing I've ever done, and then the next day. Simply well, still existing, simply well. still being here, simply still creating. Let's all celebrate that. Yeah, we can celebrate that for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but as far as actual things I can put on the wall, uh, it yeah, doesn't have no, to no, be no, tangible no. things. Yeah, yeah, re- uh, yeah, some stuff. Uh, <laughs> some stuff. I, you're being very I'm, mysterious. I'm. <laughs> I've got some stuff. I'm into yeah. it. Um. Yeah, I've just been making bigger things, which may not sound like that means much, but uh, sometimes it, it makes a big difference for something to be like, you know, 18 inches square on the wall versus like several feet on the wall. It's uh, I've been making bigger stuff, and it, it feels really good to be able to feel like I can really do something that might be able to hang anywhere, you know? As opposed to like a, you know, covered that spot on the wall. I was thinking more like community art center, but um, yeah, like like you know, gallery quality kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like I've been making some of that. Excellent. I'm yeah, glad to hear feels that. Feels good. <laughs> Terry, what are you proud of? What am I proud of? Yeah. Um, I guess just that. So like, I had a pretty tough year last year um just trying to like reconfigure and was kind of like in a dark space creatively and just like all the way around actually and so like this year I'm just really proud that like I've been able to like grow through that and stay inspired and set and attain creative goals and that's essentially it that's a big hell yeah that's good stuff Mm -hmm. What about you, I'm Tyler? all about growth. Well, like I said, I'm all about growth. Um, this year has been uh, very different for me. I'm doing all kinds of different things. I'm, you know, designing 3D things now. I'm working outside of my home with a bunch of guys. We're not all bad. <clears throat> um, it's been a wild ride. And with the, the yoga teacher training, it's like my two worlds coming together very strange but <laughs> I'm realizing very doable for me um, I'm going to make the journey what it's going to be for me and my family and 
I'm going to include my friends as much as possible. We're all doing yoga. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just, I just have a lot of excitement for what's happening. Like, my birthday is coming up, not tomorrow, but the following Monday. Uh-oh. And I always feel, like, this huge sense of, like, <clears throat> renewment and, like, um, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of great things are going to happen, so. I'm sorry, I feel cheesy, but. She's hyped on the growth potential. I am. And I also love the holidays because everyone slows down a little bit. You know, everyone's going to kind of just, like, chill out. There's not going to be a lot of, like, this is the last podcast of the year. Yeah, you and know, it's the and you. it's the first, the first, what is it? Is this the second, first weekend of November, I think? Yeah, yeah. this is the first weekend of November. So just to put a real time stamp on that, today is November the 7th, and this is the last podcast I'm going to record for the entire year. And um, unless something just magically falls in my lap between now and December 31st, I'm not gonna touch this equipment except to publish these last three episodes until january 1st because we're all on that same train we're all gonna take a breath we're all gonna take a step back and we're all gonna come back bigger and better yeah i mean uh I, and i've seen you go over the top with how much energy you put into things at work you know we work together i get the privilege of seeing you bust your ass doing the good that you do uh in accordance to the things that i do in this environment and uh You've spent all year hearing me talk about this podcast and how busy I've been with it, so I've poured a bunch of energy into it, too, you know, doing 25 episodes in 12 months. How uh, can you just not always feel a sense of excitement? I'm, I am, always I am excited, now. but I've also figured out, like, how much appropriate energy to pour into this thing instead of just, you know, it being a bottomless cup of just mm -hmm. an effort I pour stuff into. So figuring out how to rein myself in on this ride a little bit has been a productive thing on the opposite side of pouring all the energy into it that I have. So, you know, next year might be uh, 15 to 20 episodes unless a bunch of stuff just magically lines up, you know, and uh, I'll be totally open to the things that magically line up. But as far as the amount of energy I'm willing to pour into this thing, it's going to be a little less, and that's not a bad thing or a bad lesson to learn. And I told myself today that um, <clears throat> there is such thing as being too busy because I'm too busy relaxing. Mm -hmm. Or I'm too busy taking time for myself, or too busy laying here with a book over my face. Yeah, you know? too busy. It's like, I don't have time or energy for that thing. Yeah. I'm too busy. Too busy doesn't always mean that you're exhausted and you don't have time for anyone, even yourself. Too busy can also mean that you're taking time for yourself. I told myself that a thousand times today as I, <laughs> as I did a bunch of things for myself. So. Yeah, that's, that's generally when I'm too busy if I'm not professionally too busy like i'm busy at home kicking my feet up because i've worked 12 to 14 hours a day like i'm busy with me right yeah. now. yeah what i meant is i'm too busy for you yeah 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 i'm busy for me too busy for you mm. like it it's it's an equal sentiment what about you kevin what was the question what are you <laughs> what are you proud of right now that you've accomplished this year in, a, in some sort of creative sense um Man, I'm always proud of my students. That's my job is to inspire people, <laughs> uh, to be the best part of people's day, you know, when they come take my classes. I've been seeing a lot of growth from my really young students, my adult students, and that in turn uh, re-inspires me and rejuvenates me and helps me find my drive and my passion again. Um, it's really difficult having a job where, like, I'm, I'm the head instructor for a gym, you know, and my boss has moved to Costa Rica, like, 
So my job is a very physical job, you know, like you're getting, getting punched all day in the face, getting kicked, wrestling people, <laughs> you know, like it's physically exhausting, but um, it's helped me realize how much I've accomplished in such a short amount of time, you know, like it's a, it's a point of pride at this point and it's just helped so much, man, just to see how my students improve and how they're growing and how these kids, like their confidence just skyrockets, you know, and the adults that I help, um, regain parts of their life you know whether through traumatic sexual assault or traumatic you know um, abuse or being assaulted or whatever you know a lot of these men and women come to me to get over that some way to learn how to never let that happen again you know and the more i realize how much my work impacts them it just fills my ego in a good way you know, <laughs> it, it sounds it, like it's hard not to be inspired by something like that it's yeah. it's tricky you know it's tricky i have to be careful about like how i um, emotionally attach myself to certain students no matter what age there are because you know my job requires me to be very compassionate towards people you know mm -hmm. not that you guys don't I'm not you know I'm not speaking for you I'm just saying my that is exactly what my job is um, but it's all me you know I'm the only instructor at that gym that does what I do and before I used to always like kind of like uh, like what Tony was saying like I kind of I felt like I had imposter syndrome basically like I was like, I can't be that guy. I, how am I the one <laughs> doing this? Like, how are people paying the money they do to take my advice on things, you know? And then this year was one of those where I realized, like, no, like, you are you are that fucking guy. You get me? And so that's where it's like, I let my ego fuel me in a good way. I'm not full of myself. I just have to remind myself, yeah, you are that fucking badass. You have worked that fucking hard. You do inspire people like that. Because if I don't believe that, then how, then how you, the hell are they yeah. going to believe it themselves? You it's know, one like, of those situations. You either quit or you, you right. rise to the you either, And I tell my students all the time, self-defense, you know, we all talk about fight or flight, right? And everybody's like, well, that's the kind of people you have. And I'm like, no, there's fight, flight, or freeze. And most people in life and in these things Something that I do freeze. tend to freeze. And that's that's a hard thing for people to grasp about themselves. I think through this whole COVID shit, a lot of people hit panics. You know, I did too. But for me, again, like, you know, to go back to your question, like, this whole year I've accomplished I've accomplished things for me internally that have helped me realize that like I'm fine externally like it, it has impacted my creative juices to where like I have a newfound passion for my martial arts you know for my teaching of the kids for my teaching of the adults for like picking up a hammer and going to push some metal why because I fucking can you get me why yeah. not to fucking draw something I've never done before why <clears throat> to like challenge myself because if I don't challenge myself how can I keep preaching to my students to challenge themselves you get me like I can't be complacent all the time you know, I can't yeah just strive for mediocrity <laughs> and that has totally changed for me this year you know it's affected how i perceive myself as a boyfriend as a brother as a friend as someone who wants to be a father you know and like it it is a deep question honestly to me it's like a loaded question but that's it, it's, it's it has a lot of faults to it it does sure. like there's a lot to it but that's you know the big the big answer there is that it's it's helped me be more creative and like tap into parts of me that i thought i'd lost you know so that's awesome. Uh, I think we'll close it on that great answer unless somebody else has something else they really feel like they need to say. I think we all got in on that one, right? Yeah. Y'all yeah. are awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Awesome. Um, it is a privilege to sit here in the company of these fine individuals and record this conversation. Just so everybody knows, uh, I've had a great time, and it is a great privilege to be here. Um, all these people are wonderfully talented in their own uh, expert ways. And it is a privilege to live life that is uh, beautified by the creations that they put out into this place that we all call home. This has been uh, the last installment of the KAAMP for 2021. Um, 
You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all the places you would normally find that kind of shindig. If you wish to support us or any of the artists uh, featured on the thing this year at any given time, you can find their information on any of the episode notes. You can find my information uh, on the podcast somewhere or in the episode notes of most episodes. Um, if you want to support the podcast directly, Anchor has a function for you to donate directly to us for this party. If uh, you want to support me and my art, which also in turn supports the KAANP podcast, you can buy tangible and digital artworks from The Twisted Wrist, and you can find him at uh, The Twisted Wrist with all the periods between the words on Instagram. And uh, friends, if we could all plug our socials one more time before we get out of here so everybody knows where to find us other than the episode notes. Tanya's bowing out. What about you, Adam? You want to say it again? Yeah, it's Adam Rowe Music. By the way, I also write music, but I, I didn't talk about that here. But So that's it. That's also a thing, Adam. Well, we, we talked a little bit about music in, in the other episode. So if y'all want to listen to that, it's earlier from uh, from March this year. So well, just it's listen good... to all the episodes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he said. Just listen to all of them. It'll be great. Kaichika Loka, K-A-I-C-H-I-C-A-L-O-C-A on Instagram. She's great. You should check out her art. It's a lot of large format stuff. I enjoy painting with this human. She's a great time, great artist, makes very, very pretty things. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your willingness to share space and energy with this program. Y'all have a good holiday season, and I'll uh, talk to you next year. Happy